So Adobe's been in the news quite a bit recently for their controversial purchase of Figma for $20 billion. Uh, So I thought it might be interesting to go back to the early days of Adobe to talk about the impact that they had on the desktop publishing age, as well as possibly the most iconic file format of all time, PDF. In the 1980s, computers were becoming more commonplace in offices. They were being used a lot more for business. And as a result, it was becoming a lot more common for people to share files with each other. And, you know, in the early days, it might have been a very simple, put a file on a floppy disk, um, send it across a couple of desks down to a colleague, and they read the floppy disk, they can open the file and they can read it and collaborate on it. Um, And that was fine for the first while. But as the market for consumer computers expanded, you had different operating systems, you had different manufacturers, different pieces of software being used. And so it became more and more fragmented and as a result, more difficult to sort of share files with each other. A great example of this is with Microsoft Word. I think we've all been there where we tried to share a Word document with friends or colleagues, and we created the document with a particular version of Word on Windows, and maybe the person you're sharing it with has a Mac, they have a previous version of Microsoft Word, maybe they don't use Microsoft Office at all, maybe they're opening it on text edit on a Mac, and the document just looks completely different. So one potential alternative to sharing documents is uh, is sharing images. You know, images are bitmaps. They're essentially a 2D grid of numbers that represents the, the color of a particular pixel to display on a screen. And the nice thing about images is that, you know, they don't have the problem that sharing a Word document has where you know, it's going to display differently. Every image is going to display in the exact same way on every computer. But there are several reasons why images are not great for sharing documents. The first thing is that each page is to be sent individually as a separate image. You can't send the entire document as a single file. Uh, There's also no machine-readable version of of it. You can't, like, copy and paste and search Uh, for text within the document. It's not editable. If you zoom in on the image, you can tell that the quality is actually quite poor. And as a result, if you wanted to like print the document uh, as in uh, in an image form, depending on the printer, it could look quite poor. Um, So really, they needed to have some kind of alternative solution. And this is where Adobe came in. So as it turns out, Adobe had actually already solved this problem for printers. So Adobe was founded in 1982, and they created a file format and a programming language for printers to perfectly reproduce a document on a page. So the way that printers worked is that you would send a file to the printer. That file would contain a list of instructions required to perfectly recreate the page physically. Adobe created this file type and the programming language, and they called it PostScript. So you'd send the printer a PostScript file, and it would create the document. And the beauty of PostScript 
was that as long as the printer could interpret the postscript file, the document would look the exact same every time. The pages could be blown up in size, they could be reduced in size, and no matter what the resolution of the printed page was, it would always look pixel perfect. And PostScript honestly completely changed the public publishing industry. Uh, it made graphics designing so much more accessible to people because they could now do it on a computer. Um, and it completely accelerated the pace at which design work became digital. And one thing that Adobe recognized was that the problem that people were having with sharing digital files, digital documents, was essentially the same problem that they had already solved with printers. But rather than accurately recreating the document on a physical page, they had to do it on a screen. And so the solution that they came up with was an adapted version of PostScript for computers. So rather than the printer interpreting the PostScript file, it would be the computer that would. And the output would be a digital representation of it on the screen. There were a couple of downsides to PostScript. Uh, PostScript is a very full-featured programming language. It was what was called Turing Complete, and it was quite computationally expensive to interpret. So Adobe created a much more simplified subset of the programming language that could be run on computers that did not have as much processing power as early printers. And initially, you know, PostScript was a huge success for Adobe, um, but PDF was not so much. Uh, I think it was a slow burn. I think people didn't really understand what PDFs were really for in, in the early days. And I think that was because largely people were still sharing files to a small number of people internally within an office setting. And they had not yet sort of tried to share files en masse. So why did PDF succeed and why did it become the standard for electronic uh, document sharing that it is today? Well, the first thing is that Adobe created a reader. That reader was called Adobe Acrobat, and it could be installed on any computer to view any PDF file. And most importantly, Adobe understood that this reader had to be free in order for people to adopt it. Nobody was going to be willing to pay to view files that may have been public, publicly accessible. Another very important key to the success of PDF was that the PDF spec was also freely available. It was published and people were encouraged to create implementations of it. As with PostScript, the ability to render text and vector graphics was another huge advantage that PDF had. In a PDF file, you would just reference the font name and the font size, and the computer would have a copy of that font stored as a set of Bezier curves that would then be used to create the font. And the font could be created in any size that they wanted. That's why when you zoom in on a PDF on a font, that font 
scales perfectly and remains super crisp on the screen, even if you're really, really zoomed in. And what happens is that the reader will re-render the text to the perfect, pixel-perfect uh, representation for the particular size that it should be represented at. Another huge advantage of PDF was vector graphics. You could draw lines, fill shapes, you could use curves, gradients, different shades, and you could essentially build any sort of table, any sort of diagram, any kind of graphics you could do with PDF. And this made it an extremely flexible and versatile format for any sort of published document. And finally, the IRS published all of their tax documents in 1996. And really by then, people started to understand the true value of PDF. Previously, IRS tax documents were sent via the US Postal Service. There were hundreds of millions of documents sent out every year. And it was a, a, honestly a logistical nightmare. In 2008, the PDF spec was standardized. It is the ISO 32000 standard. So relatively recently. What this means is that for implementers, it gives them peace of mind that the standard cannot, or the spec cannot be controlled by a corporation like Adobe anymore. And what it also means is that it establishes this as the best way or the go-to way for, in this case, publishing electronic documents. And so that brings us to the current day. I think files are definitely on their way out. The introduction of cloud computing, connected devices mean that the demand for PDF is definitely decreasing, but it's still used everywhere. And it's definitely not going any, anywhere anytime soon.